How's it going, everyone? This is Dr. Chris Van Tiel here with another episode of the Odyssey Performance Podcast. Today, I am very happy to be joined by Ashley Cabral, owner of ACES, which is a private training program for soccer players. And actually a lot more than that, but I'll let her talk about that. So how are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, of course. So I know we'll get into ACEs, but let's talk about your background with playing first. So walk us through that. Sure. So for playing, um, I'm originally from the East Coast. I was born and raised in Connecticut, went to West Haven High School. Um, From there, I moved out to Greensboro, North Carolina. I played at Greensboro College. I was a four-year starter there. Um, I had a pretty good career. I was Um, all division, all four years. Um, My last two years in college were by far my best years. Um, I broke a lot of records by my senior year. Um, I was the first ever Greensboro College woman soccer player to be voted player of the year for the USA South division. Um, And then I was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame of 2018 for Greensboro College. Um, So I, I did really well as a college player, I probably didn't hit my peak until my mid twenties. Um, I played a lot afterwards. I was on a woman's amateur team for Greensboro. Um, I had an offer to go play on the Portuguese national team. Um, I played a lot of adult leagues, um, amateur, semi-pro, even just, you know, different rec kind of leagues. I just loved playing. Um, so that's a little bit about my soccer playing background. I've been playing for probably 30 years now total. Wow, that's awesome. And when did you get into coaching and training and all of that? Um, I started coaching very young. I moved to college my freshman year early um, before the fall semester because I had an opportunity to help out with the UNC Tar Heel camp uh, with Anson Doran. Um, I was a huge Tar Heel fan for soccer, Um, you know, 2000s. That was the best program for women's soccer. So I moved out, ended up helping out with that camp. It was very basic. It was a lot more of just chaperoning kids, Um, but I got to listen to Anson. I got to meet a lot of the players, a lot of coaches. Um, Once I got into college, all four years, I did work study and internships with my women's soccer coach, the men's soccer coach. Um, I did an internship for coaching with the women's lacrosse team. Um, And throughout my college years, I spent a lot of time volunteering, um, you know, camps, clinics, working with young kids, anything that I can possibly do to get more experience coaching. Um, So I did that for about four years. And as soon as I got out of college, um, you know, I got my start as a head coach with a local club, um, which was actually out in Cartersville, North Carolina. Um, And from there, I've done club coaching, Piedmont Triad, football club, Greensboro United, soccer association. Um, I've been at Crestmer Cranmer Club out in Denver. I've worked for a lot of different academies, schools. I've coached up to the college level. Um, I've been coaching for about 17 total years now and about 13 years of like big time head coaching positions. So I've been coaching for a while. That's awesome. And when you are in your coaching role, Mm -hmm. do you often run across players that 
you think should have private training or was private training just something that you realized there was a gap and you hoped people would take advantage of? I started ACEs um, when I was out in Greensboro uh, coaching for Greensboro United Soccer Association. I had a U13 and U14 girls team. Um, and I was very, I've always been a very technical coach. Um, I started learning core skills in college and that's when I really saw a big impact on my personal game. Um, so I've always incorporated that into my coaching. And as I was working with some of those young kids, I've realized that a lot of them had bad habits. And as a coach, I was having to spend a lot of time breaking their bad habit and then having to retrain them the proper way. Um, so it started out just as working on their technique. Parents and players were coming up to me, hey, we wanna get better at this, can you help us out? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and over the course of 10 to 13 years that I've been running this, um, I've added more to it. And um, it's more so if you want help, I can help you, but I'm also gonna provide different opportunities. So if you see something you like, if you wanna get better as a player, you can come into the program that, that way. Yeah, awesome. And did you do any private trainings when you were a player? I did not. Um, my biggest holdback as a player really was financing. Um, you know, I come from a very blue collar family. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the money to play top level um, or get private training. And the reason I didn't go out to play in Portugal was because I didn't have the money. I've kind of done everything on my own and stuff stuff like that um so it's been really important knowing that as i do aces um, making it available to players that you know may not be able to afford it um so yeah i i've never got it i, I couldn't afford it okay um, so, yeah. yeah well let's let's stick with aces for a second what does that stand for aces stands for ashley cabral elite soccer um, it also stands for my guiding principles. A is for attitude, um, positive attitude with yourself and everyone else. Um, C is for commitment. You have to be committed to your development as a player in person. E is for effort. I always require you to work your hardest and never give up. Um, and S is for sportsmanship. Um, I'm very big with respect, respecting yourself, respecting others, being a good sport. Um, so that is exactly what ACEs stands for. That's awesome. It's kind of cool that it works out for uh, yeah. both those things, including your name and also yeah. everything you stand for. Yeah. Um, so you are training. You have players from different teams, different clubs, different systems, all sometimes at the same time, right? Yes. So it doesn't matter then what coach they necessarily have or what system they're being asked to play your the skills you're working on over there can be helpful for each and each player individually is that true yes technical skills is something all players need to practice and work on um, you can be a young low level player and it's something that professionals work with as well men and female um, you know whether you're trying to make them better or keep your touch or whatever it is, uh, technical skills is something that everyone should be working on. Yeah. And how does that play into what they're doing with their teams? Cause I know you have some coaches that are worried about 
players going to private trainings that are going to be told something completely different, right? So um, coaches being like worried that players are going to get different formation work or come back with a different attitude of how soccer should be played. Um, I know that you understand how it's different, but how do you tell the kids that no, like this is individual. Like you, even if you're playing a like wing back, you need to have good foot skills, good vision, um, good shooting abilities. Yeah. So I don't get too much into tactical talk for that exact reason. Um, I don't know what their formations are, what their coaches are telling them, how their coach wants to play. You know, as a team coach, I'm very possession based, um, but there's coaches out there who are very direct and play a lot of long balls, for example. Um, Technical skills are very black and white. There's a proper way that you should be doing something. And there is not really a discussion of what is right or wrong. Like there is a certain way your foot should be when you're passing and receiving. Um, And there's a a proper technique, just like when you're shooting a basketball, you know, there's a certain way that you need to flick your wrist, for example. Um, So technical skills in that aspect, it's very black and white and whatever I am telling them in my training should never be different than what a team coach is telling them. Um, Typically team coaches don't do a lot of technical training, um, specifically the technical repetition. which is why I've put such an emphasis on it. Uh, I've talked to a lot of coaches and some people are flat out. We don't do any technical training because it's boring or I don't like it, or, you know, it puts out robots, whatever their reason is. Um, And even in some of my coaching diplomas, the uh, Ian Barker, the coaching directors, like technical skills is highly undercoached in the U S system. Um, the way I kind of bring tactics in, you know, if we're talking skill moves, for example, if I'm going over step over, I might talk to them how an outside back might use this particular move when a striker is pressing on their back, they're facing the wrong way on the field. You might pull a step over to get that striker to, or the defender to move out so you can turn and face up the field. Um, so I mentor a lot about tactics and how positions might use their technical skills, um, But, you know, if we're working on passing, receiving, if you're more accurate with your pass, when you get into your team setting, you're going to be able to possess the ball a lot better because you're not losing it because, you know, your technical, your accuracy isn't good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, you know, technique, technical is different than tactics, but you can always mentor the kids and teach them how it's used on the field. Yeah. And speaking about being different positions, I mean, you have... I feel like players are starting to specialize so early now in what position they kind of expect to play through their career, um, at least until they move up to college and they might get switched over when they get past college, might get switched over. But it seems like you have a nine-year-old playing center mid and they're going to be playing center mid up until they get moved on to a complete new system. So when you have players come in, are the skills generalized to skills everyone should have, or do you divide players up based on what position they're already kind of playing? 
No, um, there's no kind of division as far as position, because again, all of the skill, all technical skills are used by all positions. And when I talk technical, technical skills, I'm talking, you know, um, first touch, your control over the ball, um, your passing and receiving technique, your passing accuracy, your shooting technique, um, whether it's a power shot and you're using the top or if a finesse shot and you're using the inside. Um, you know, you can work on dribbling in small spaces. Uh, some of my goals when I'm doing technical, it's to increase their speed with the ball and or their familiarity, um, but also, you know, increase their speed and increase their vision because usually as they start scanning their field, their technique drops or as they speed up their technique drops or as they get tired, their technique drops. Um, so again, positions don't matter all positions use technical skills. So by increasing their technical skills as they get onto their team play and on the field with them, um, it's not gonna matter what position they can play. They'll be, they could start as a center back and within the same game, go play striker and the same technical skills are used. You're still gonna receive the ball. You're still gonna pass. You're still gonna do same motions. Yeah, that's awesome. And you make a point that the players need to be motivated to work on these things, right? So you don't just say, okay, you come train with me once, maybe twice a week, and then that's enough. You assign homework, you make sure the players are working on the stuff outside of just work with you, right? Yes. Um, so a big part of ACEs is teaching these players how to work out at home. Um, I... I like commitment. You know, I tell them all the time, this is not going to just be an overnight fix. It's a conversation I have with both players and parents. Um, usually I like, uh, you know, six months of commitment and that's really when I can see some big improvement, big changes, but that's six months of consistency training two, three times a week, every single week. Um, I try and give as many resources as possible. Um, I actively go over things that they can do at home. Um, I think that's the big miss on social media because there's thousands of videos out there with really great drills, some things that I use myself, um, but I think the education is lacking and I think that's what a lot of kids need. Um, it's just someone to kind of guide them through the drills and teach them the proper way that they should be doing things and give them ideas of ways that they can make it more difficult, um, especially if they're a little bit higher level of a player. Um, so I'm always doing what I can to put them in situations to learn. And I tell them that I don't train them to keep them with me for the entire time. I want them to train with me for a little bit and ultimately get comfortable doing things on their own because that's what they're going to need to do as they prepare for, you know, high school and college and any kind of future career they might have in soccer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's huge. I mean, a lot of players get so dependent on, their coach or something to tell them what to do and have kind of yeah. lost how to make themselves better outside of when they're in session. Um, yeah. And, you know, accountability is a word that I use a lot and it's used a lot within my program with a lot of my coaches. Um, so, you know, one form of communication I give to all my players is you really have to understand who you are as a person and player. And as we are training, you need to look and figure out what am I what do I need to work on? What do I need to get better? Um, so I teach them and I mentor them 
um, you know, when we're training, how they can take better accountability so they have a little bit more focus when they're home on what they should be training. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's spot on. Um, it's very similar to what I do as a physical therapist, right? It's just, I find the weak spot and make it less weak for them um, yeah. or show them how to do it themselves rather like just kind of point it out and say, okay, here are the strategies you're going to use. Yep. Yep. That's um, exactly right. Now, one thing that I've found awesome, like, well, extra awesome about your program is that you focus on more than just work with the ball. Um, I know you've brought me in um, to talk about physical therapy and injury resilience and all that stuff, but you've also brought in a couple other practitioners um, from nutrition to mental health, mental strength, that kind of stuff. Yep. Why, if you are a soccer skills training, do you bring other practitioners in? Yeah, so that was something that I've kind of built into the program after all these years of running it, um, you know, technical and SAQ for sports performance has kind of been my specialty, but as a player, I know that there's other things that are just as important as the technical training, um, and it's things that I didn't necessarily get until I was in college, until I, I was playing after college, or until I was coaching within clubs that maybe had some things. Um, but I've learned the importance of sports performance, nutrition, physical therapy. I have dealt with a number of injuries from toes all the way up to concussions um, throughout all my years of playing. Um, and like when I was rehabbing my knee after my last surgery, we had a long discussion about nutrition because in order for me to work out as much as I was in rehab, I wasn't fueling my body enough to maintain the energy. Um, so it's something that I have paid um, particular close attention um, as far as offering to players and families. Um, it's something that I kind of had a force on people for a little bit um, because it is important and it's something that families just aren't educated on, um, especially some of the lower teams within clubs. You know, I hear a lot of the top two teams having access to a lot of things, but once you become third team or lower, you know, you're not having access to a nutritionist or, um, you know, a physical physical therapist that's going to work with the coach um, or like a sports performance person that's going to work with strength or endurance, explosion, balance, um, things like that. And as I've educated myself as a coach, it's, it's been really something important that I've wanted to educate players on this way. You know, they're, we're preparing them a lot earlier as 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds, this way, when they start getting on those top teams or they're getting into their teenage years, um, they're already a little bit more familiar um, and their bodies are working better. Um, again, I'm about teaching them the right way. This way, we're not having to break bad habits. And part of that is sports performance and mechanics and physical therapy and making sure you're moving correctly. Um, so it's all tied in together, really. Yeah, yeah for sure. And kind of going off of what you said earlier about there being so many great drills on social media and easily accessing like YouTube and things like that. The same thing can be said about nutrition and injury resilience and mental strength stuff um, and strength conditioning. So why have you found that it's important to actually bring in professionals for those versus just finding stuff that either works for you 
or trying to get a very, very base knowledge and use that to educate the kids? It's important to me that I am finding other special specialists um, that can provide the education that I can't. Um, you know, I know what I know, but I'm never going to consider myself a specialist in something that I'm not. Um, I don't want to just provide general information, really. Part of ACEs is getting the best kind of care, the best kind of coaching, um, not only people that are educated on it, but, you know, people and coaches that can take their knowledge and effectively communicate it to children um, is important to me. And, um, you know, like I said, I just really want people that are highly educated and in those specific things. Um, this way, they're all my players are getting the top level care and coaching. Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, all right, well, let's talk, let's talk results for a minute. Um, I know that a club where you have a fair amount of kids coming from is the Littleton United Club. Um, and they just had a big tryout session of what, through four weeks ago, about a month ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, the 2008 boys within United um, had a small little tryout. Uh, so there's a lot of player movement within that age group. Yeah. Talk about that player movement from just the players in your program. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have quite a few 2008 boys um, from U United Littleton. Um, I had several within that tryout, I think of the 16, maybe kids that moved up about half of them were aces kids. Um, there were a couple that had might not have moved up, but got an opportunity to at least train with the team above them. Um, so I had really great success with that specific age group. Um, I've had a lot of parents and coaches approach me or shoot me a text after that tryout, just being like, wow, like this is the first time we're really seeing our players out on the field in a team setting, playing games. And they looked great. Their technical skills were, you know, they were standing out. Coaches were noticing my players. Um, so that, yeah, that specific age group, I had some pretty good luck with that. Yeah. To try out. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that says a lot about your program. Um, and what about the confidence of those players, like going into that tryout um, after they've been working with you most of the winter and also the ones that worked with you through whatever you want to call last year and how that was set up? Um, what was there? Did you notice a difference in the confidence level of the kids that had been training with you going into that tryout? Definitely. Um, confidence is something that I really aim to build within my players, um, especially on the female side. Um, girls just lack kind of that natural confidence that you really need as a, an athlete. Um, so I, I play, I pay close attention to making sure players are comfortable with me. Um, you know, it's not about making mistake. It's about the recovery. Um, I tell them it's okay to lose. It's okay to mess up. It's, it's okay to trip over the ball and fall on your face. It happens to everyone. Yeah. Um, so I, I do my best job to get them comfortable, which in turn gets them confident. Um, you know, they typically go hand in hand. Um, I do my best to mentor them about having proper mindset, um, you know, 
one of my specialists, Davila, he works on self-belief um, and focus and things like that. So it's really not just my mentoring, it's you, it's Davila, it's my other coach, Kristen KJ. Um, we all, I think, pay careful attention to how we are coaching these kids because their attitude and their mentality and building the psychological skills is important to all of us. And I think it's something that isn't coached hardly at all within the club. Um, so it's something really specific to my program, um, finding their passion for the game and just playing. And that's, I think, the biggest thing once they go out to tryouts and things, you know, they've just been having a ton of fun with me. We've been getting a lot of hard work done and a lot of, a lot of skills training in, um, but it's a lot of fun. And I think that's what really makes a big change in them is kind of bringing their love for the game and the passion into it. Yeah. All right. So with, the way, I mean, especially this season might be set up where kids are going to be going from not playing a whole bunch to having a lot on their schedule um, as clubs try to fit in some sort of season and tournaments to get exposure to certain teams and things like that. And then you also have high school that's trying to cram everything in both guys and girls. Yeah. Um, how do, how does private training fit into that schedule? Yeah. So um, ACEs is a supplemental training program. It should be used in addition to what they're doing with their club teams um, because, you know, the training they get within club, um, it's a lot more group play. It's a little bit more you're getting into tactics and positions and things like that. Um, it's all important. Um, I do what I do because I think it's lacking a lot within the club. Um, and I think it's, there's a high demand for from families and players who just want to get better or have certain goals of making a team or getting promoted. Um, but I offer a lot of different options, whether it's private training for individuals or if you have uh, your own little small group that you want me to do privately. Um, I also offer group skills classes. And once kids have their club schedule, then you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do within the ACEs program. Um, so a lot of kids with club, they'll be practicing three times a week and then a game or two on a Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, I have kids who will have that whole three to four day club schedule and then add an extra day for private training with me because they want to focus on improving their technical skills. Or maybe I have another kid who does one, you know, their four days with the team, does a day of private training with me and then does the group practice skills class because they want to implement a little bit more um, strength training into their um, player development program um, and that kid's training six days a week and it's really up to the player and the family of how much commitment you want to do you know the kids that have all these goals to play in their future they're training four five six days a week I have some kids that go seven days a week um, you know I was a player who just loved soccer and I wanted to play all the time when there were when I was their age and I played multiple sports. Um, I have some kids who just want to do the club training while they're in season. So they'll take the season off from ACEs and then they'll come back to me in the summer or winter. Um, so it's, it's very individualized and I set up what I offer so you can kind of pick and choose um, this way it fits into your schedule. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think a lot of programs are purchased by a family and they're told what has to happen versus kind of 
being able to be, like I said, individualized towards preventing burnout, preventing the kid feeling overwhelmed and like they never get a break. Cause I think that's equally important is having that awareness of what is the, what does the player need? Like, do they need to be training an extra day or do they need to have a couple of weeks where they don't have seven days a week? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And each kid's going to be different. Some kids can do that seven days a week. And I stay in very close contact with parents, um, whether you're a private training client or a group skills class. Um, I think there can be a little bit of a misconception if you're training in a group, it's not as personalized. Um, I know all my kids, I know all the parents, I know where they play, how they play. Um, So I, you know, you just have to learn or I have to learn and parents are comfortable being like, Hey, my kid's pretty burnt out. Can we reschedule the private training session? And I'm like, Hey, no problem. Um, I never want kids to feel forced to come to my session. If they can't perform their best, then I don't want them in, Um, you know, get the rest that you need, get the treatment that you need, take a break and we will pick up when you're ready. Uh, That's kind of my mindset with it. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, what if people want to get a hold of you, learn more about your program, see what you're about and all that stuff? How can people find you? Yeah, so I have my own website, which is live and active, and that is trainwithaces.com. Um, I am always open and available for people to contact me, text, call, email. Um, I have social media. You can DM me on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at train with aces um the colorado united aces program just went live online yesterday that can be found on the united website which i believe is littletonsoccer.net um and to get to united aces you're going to go littletonsoccer.net backslash United Aces. Um, if you're on their website, you're going to go to the quick links. You're going to see a drop down. You'll see United Aces. You can click right on there, and then we'll put up pull up information about that specific program. Um, in addition to Colorado United Aces, I you know that's that's one of the programs I'm running. I still do Aces separately. I work with other clubs. I work with players outside of United. Um, so if you're a United player, you're typically going to go to the United website. Um, Otherwise, you can go to the Train With Aces um, website and find out a lot more about me and my program. Awesome. So making sure that you get kind of anyone who wants to show up, not just people who are playing for a certain club. I think that's super important. Um, Yeah. And even for the Colorado United Aces program, that's open for members and non-members. So I have players, you know, Real, Rapids, Rush, who still want to do the group skills classes so they can come with me on Fridays. And it will typically be a lot of United players, but it's not limited to just their kids. Yeah, I I think that's great for the players, too, because everyone gets so used to playing against the players in their club unless they're in games. So training with players from other clubs especially at younger ages is huge. Yeah. The kids like it too. Just seeing new people. Yeah. yeah I'm sure new friends. Yeah. And it helps with uh, healthy rivalries, I think as well. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I love competition. I always yeah. urge that. So it's always nice. Yeah. Well, appreciate you joining me. I'll make sure that all of your contact information is in the show notes and post it out for everyone who wants to contact you and find your website and all that stuff. And yeah, just awesome talk. And I really appreciate you joining me on here today. 
Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. And if anybody has any other questions for Ashley or about the ACES program, what she offers and all that, feel free to reach out to me. You can always find me on Instagram at Odyssey Performance PT or shoot me an email at info at odysseyperformancept.com. And until next time, guys.